Hello, beautiful ladies around the world. This is Yemi Majekodumi, your host from Widow Recovery Secrets. I hope you're well. I know I haven't dropped a podcast over the Christmas season, but I had to take some time out. But today, as I always promise you, to bring another person who can encourage us for the New Year special for 2024, I've got a beautiful lady here. She's a certified life coach. Her name is Sue Reed. She's a writer and a podcast host. She specializes in developing self-confidence with a focus on self-love. Sue is the author of Building Confidence, How to Thrive as a Shy Person and host the weekly podcast, Building Confidence. I'm going to get Sue to tell you more about herself. However, the reason why I brought her onto this platform in relation to grief and us widows is confidence is very big. It's a big, we get, it gets knocked hugely when you lose your husband especially in cultures where the norm is, the emphasis all, all the time is about being married rather than being single. So when you do lose your husband, that can be, you can act, that takes a big blow. So I'm here to interview Sue, to encourage you on how to build your confidence and what does confidence really mean? So I pass it to Sue now to tell us more about herself. Welcome, Sue. It's lovely to have you on the platform. And I'm sure we're going to have a beautiful conversation today. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Hi, Yemi. It's lovely to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me. Um, yeah, I think you've said all there is to say about me. Um, I haven't always been a life coach. I was in banking for 42 years and then I retired in 2019, just before the pandemic. So I used the pandemic to write my book because um, over the years, I'd been building up my own personal self-confidence um, for reasons we'll we'll go into, but you know, it's the story of being shy as a child and then going through a bad marriage and then coming out the other side and thinking, I really need to um, sort my life out. So when I left banking, I thought I'm going to focus on the two things I love. One, which is helping people meeting people and helping people is the one thing I really love and the other thing not so much love but I built up my own confidence and self-love so I thought well if I if I do something around that area so that's where the book and the podcast and the the coaching comes from that's brilliant so basically you love people you love I do absolutely I find them so interesting that yes, you yeah. know there's so many different types of people and there's so many people you know with with their own stories with their own troubles um you never really know anybody uh so and I think we this is something I keep in my heart and I think it's something that's important to keep in our hearts that everybody is going through something and so we do have to have that compassion when we definitely deal with thank you for that Sue so we're going to go into some of our prompt questions now Okay. And the first one is, can you explain the choice of confidence as an area to focus your work? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed a natural um, area to go into for me because I had to work so hard on myself because when I was young, I was shy um, and I had very strict parents um, 
who were not very good at showing any form of affection. Yeah. So, and I think that's because they were born in the war, war years. Um, and so, you know, it was a difficult times. So, yeah. you know, I don't hold that against them at all. But when you're a child, you need to have that connection, that bond. And mm. if you feel rejected, that wound can continue on through the whole of your adult life, which is why we have um, things like the feeling of not, being good enough and why we become people pleasers and we become attached to people all of that stems back to what happened in childhood well a lot of it 90 percent of it so I was very shy I didn't have much confidence um and I didn't really have anybody to guide me my mother you know didn't guide me she just kind of let me figure it out for myself, which when you're young, it's very difficult. So it led me down a dark path, um, which resulted in a bad marriage, a very toxic, horrible marriage. Um, and when I came out of that, I thought I have no confidence whatsoever, which I now know isn't true because I believe everybody has a level of confidence. Because if you think about it, there's always something that we're good at. So, you know, however bad you might feel in yourself, there would be something that you're good at and something you love. There's always something when you look for it. So nobody has zero confidence, but I believed I didn't have any. So I went on a journey because when I came out of my marriage, I thought I either stay like this and risk going into another toxic relationship which I've seen happen to so many other people they just go from one to the other because it's familiar it's what they're used to they don't know any different um so I didn't want to go into another one so I thought I need to fix my life I need to sort myself out so that involved lots of um meditation um it involved in it involved learning to love myself, which is the most important step, but sometimes the most difficult one. Um, just building my confidence up, loads and loads of self-help books, uh, podcasts. Well, there weren't so many podcasts in those days, but lots of books and listening to people, listening to talks. Um, and gradually I got more and more confident. I found my confidence. So that for me, because I'd been on that journey and I know how to do it, I thought, well, this is a natural path for me to go down to help other people. So the love of people and the area of confidence that I know I can I can do, then that naturally was a niche to go into. Thank you for that, Sue. One as a coach myself, I tend to pick up on very sound words mentioned. <laughs> and one thing you did say is it was a wound. Mm. And I can relate that to even this platform where we talk about grief and the loss of a spouse being a wound. So how would you explain confidence as a wound? I think that when something happens to you, so I was talking about childhood, but it could be at any point in your life. And, you know, a bereavement would be another wound, as you say. Um, it kind of, the way I look at it is it cuts a bit of your soul. Like it's a, a hole in your soul, if you like. Some people might say it's a hole in your heart, but a piece of you is damaged or even missing and that until you repair it until you get that back that can stay with you and sometimes throughout the whole of your life sometimes you never get it back um 
But that's why we need to work, continually work on ourselves and make sure that we do give ourselves that time and that love and attention that we need. That's amazing because when you said that, I could resonate with that in terms of even grief because what we, what I know and what a lot of us are discovering as you are an audience listening to this, if you especially knew a new widow is when you do lose your husband, it's about acknowledging that you've been wounded. Mm. There's not, there's no guilt in feeling you've been wounded, even though you, the husband, your husband has died. It is a wound because you never plan to lose your husband. No. You're now left in singleness to deal with whatever is left behind. And it doesn't mean it's your fault. So, so it resonates when Sue talks about a wound. And in tying that also, it ties also with confidence because the wound you get also hits, one of the hits you gets is your confidence because mm -hmm. you start to wonder how are you going to navigate your future as an individual, single, rather than as a two, as a pair, as you'd plan to with your family. So anyway, I hope we're carrying you along, whoever's going to listen to this. So the next prompt, well, thank you, Sue, is um, is our confidence impacted more so now in the 21st century than any other era, would you say? It's very difficult to answer that um, because I think we've always had um, grief, we've always had trauma, we've always had um, things that knock our confidence. But I think it's more more relevant now and we're not so much relevant but you see it more it's more obvious now isn't it because of social media and because of um you know the world being so much smaller because we're all connected on the web yes, now yes. so i think we see it more and we connect to each other a lot more than we used to so i think also there's a lot of pressure on us these days mm. um and, you know, we, we're supposed to look a certain way, especially women. We're supposed to look a certain way. We're supposed to act a certain way. Um, and, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be outside those those boxes. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that can knock our confidence. Um, but I guess it's the same as it's always been. It's just in a different maybe format now. We, we look at it differently. It's interesting, sir, because one, I've always wondered that question, even in relation to other things, because as you say, because we're getting more, there's more exposure in the news because of social media, more access to news, mm -hmm. to wrong news, right news, truthful news, whatever, mm -hmm. because of all the platforms we go on. And even all the papers are automated now. They all have their e-newspapers. So that's one thing I thought when you were talking. However, as you as totally agree when you say it's a different format, because even in those days when we didn't have social media, there were a lot of clustered communities yes. that perhaps knew you. Yeah. And if anything, it must have been quite more, it must be quite difficult, more difficult then, because there was no outlet like social media to vet how you're feeling. At least nowadays, people can go on their social Instagram and say, This is how I'm feeling. Mm. create some posts, create some content, even create a video. I, I resume in those days, they must have think you're crazy to even want to go, maybe go on the go on the radio and say, this is what <laughs> happened to me. They think, what's wrong with you? It's meant to be private. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> and in those days, I think they would put a lot of pressure on women more as well. Like there was a certain decorum. 
I don't know what yeah. you think about that. Yeah, I totally agree. And what came up for me when you were saying that is I, I had a thought, well, you know, um, years ago, we used to, like women especially, used to work together. Um, there was more community. Maybe yeah. women didn't go out to work so much. Maybe they stayed at home with their children more. So there was more neighborhood um, communities and people were more inclined to know what was going on in everybody else's life now I think now we're not we're not quite as outspoken in that we don't you know we are more outspoken rather um in the old days we maybe wouldn't go onto social media and put our whole life story on there like we do now and put pictures of our dinner and everything on there but years ago we would have a close community that Mm -hmm. if something was wrong they would know about it and maybe there were more there was more people to support you at that time. Interesting. What came to mind as well about close communities as well is there's pros and cons. Mm. So where there's the cons, there would be the support, which you do say, mm. and an healthy support if you're lucky. Whilst also there could be the con, the pro to... So the pro is healthy community support. The con could be that... You you get there's a lot of gossip, people talking about you more, you feel you feel closed in more because if stigma, the stigma of being a widow or whatever you're dealing with could be more pronounced because everyone around you makes you feel their lives are fine. Mm. Whilst in the world we live in now, we get to read about everyone's lives. Not everyone is also, but most people are. And in a way, you think, oh, I'm not the only one going through this. At least there's this, there's that. You can click Google and find the groups there and then to support you. You know, and in when I was writing my book, I, I do say and I do believe that we find it easier to talk to strangers about how we really feel mm. than someone who knows us. And in relation to close communities, that could have been one of the cons as well. Sometimes you needed to be away from that community also to get to be able to really heal from whatever you want. So you're not thinking. No one's judging you. Judging in the sense of the familiar. Mm, yeah. Where you say familiar breeds content. Because they've known you all your life, they expect a certain way. Or you think they expect a certain thing, a certain way of you being, even though it might not necessarily be right. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, perfect sense, yes. And, and I think that just emphasises the fact that it's not better now, it's not worse now, it's mm. just different. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, what three, thank you for that, Sue. What three factors can impact a woman's confidence today? I think the main things today are body image, particularly um, women, you know, we're supposed to look a, a certain way. And and I think particularly as we age, you know, when, when we've had our children, when we go through menopause, women do have take on a different shape. Um, we are bigger after menopause particularly because um i don't really know the ins and outs of it but it's something to do with the way your estrogen is produced that you need to have wider hips as you're as you get older um after menopause so our body image does change but we're made to think we should look at 50 like we did at 20 and you know and so on so body image i think is it and also again going back to social media there's all these pictures of amazing models who have all been 
Photoshop. They don't really look like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had somebody doing their makeup and hair for them. So there's that. There's also imposter syndrome. I think women in particular suffer with imposter syndrome, which if any of the listeners aren't aware of what that is, it's where you worry that particularly at work, you worry that you're doing a job that you're not capable of doing. The fact that they've taken you on and they believe in you, your employers, is besides the point. You don't believe you should be there and you are just waiting to be found out. Now, that quite often happens when you start a new job or change a role. And then as you get more um, used to it, it calms down. But for some people, it continues on and that can become a big problem. And it's very prevalent in, in women in the uh, particularly in the corporate world because they are in effect in a man's world so to speak um and so they do suffer from that and the other thing i find is um a big problem for again women's confidence is a lot of women don't set healthy enough boundaries um they don't what i mean by that is they don't say what they want they're happy to help everybody else um and you know clean up after everyone, run around everyone, do everything they can to help. But they're not, they're not looking after themselves enough. They're not, um, they're not saying no when they should do. Mm. So I think I find that's a, a big problem as well. Yeah, that's really sad. I mean, what touched me, what you said is the number two, the imposter syndrome. Mm. So I think that also relate can be applied or widows can relate to that because now that you're a single mother, or if you're a widow, I listen, a single father, the imposter syndrome of, would I be able to be a good parent? Society thinks women are best at this or men are best at that. How would I provide financially for my family? Oh, is what I'm making enough or what, or is it ever enough what I give my children? Mm -hmm. so, so that is quite a biggie in grief as well. So I can I relate so. to that as well. Yeah. And it can go on until you decide to get the help and support you need. Because in getting the help you need, you will gain skills to build your confidence yeah. and also make new relationships as well, new friends as well. And that also helps you. Is I mean, I'm sure Sue agrees with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, having the confidence to, you know, venture out on your own is a huge step. Definitely. You know, even just going for a coffee on your own can be quite a scary time if if it's something you're not used to doing. You've always had somebody else with you. Um, but those little steps will take you a long way to build build your confidence back up again. Definitely. And I think with the imposter syndrome, with even what you just said about going to have a cup of tea, sometimes when many times actually, when you've been in a relationship for many, many years. Even if your husband is not there with you and you go into a coffee shop or you're driving psychologically, you know there's someone you can call mm. if you want to moan or you're feeling uncomfortable. Whereas when you become a widow, really, you might have relatives, sisters, it's not the same. That significant other is gone. So you could be in the coffee shop and unconsciously the imposter syndrome could come upon you and you think, oh my God, what if someone does this? Who am I going to call? Mm. Some, things like that can come up, tend to come up a lot. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for that. So the next one is, how do you think grief might impact personal confidence from your, for you being a coach? Yeah. So, and um, grief, it hits you like a brick, doesn't it? It's something yeah. you were not expecting. 
you go into shock. So if you go into that type of shock, it is going to knock your confidence. So you feel that potentially you might feel it's your fault. Mm -hmm. um, you did something wrong or, you know, if I'd have done this or that, then this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You feel insecure. Um, so you're, you're, whatever level of confidence you had before is going to drop. So the important thing is how much confidence did you have before? So you're going to be able to handle grief differently if you had a high level of confidence to begin with. Um, but if you've had a high level of confidence, you can build it back up again. It will take time, but it's, I think what you've got to remember is that the, the main factor is your confidence will take a knock. It will drop and that's to be expected. So it's nothing to think, you know, this is something wrong with me. It's a natural process. It's going to happen to anybody, no matter how confident they were before. Definitely. And it's all about trying to find ways as you get stronger to reinvent yourself, but even to a greater level. So that could mean, um, I'm just linking in what the thoughts that came as you were talking is mm. the confidence you had before is very important, but even if you didn't have any, you can build it up, but you have to hope and expect to do so and want to get the help you need. You mm. can't just, you. I know there'll be periods where you want to be on your own, but you, for you to really recover and get that confidence back and go back out there, you do need to connect with other people. So isolation is not your friend. Isolation no. has to be avoided as much as possible when you start yeah. to get stronger. Yeah. 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 So when, and when you feel all I want is to be alone yeah. with my sadness, mm -hmm. that can be very difficult to think, well, no, actually I've got to go out. But, you know, mm. if you could just take one extra step every day, you know, if one day you just walk to the end of the road, say hello to somebody and walk back again, that is progress. That's yes. a huge progress. So Definitely. it's just step by step. I'm a firm believer in step by step. You can't, you know, jump across the river. You've got to build a bridge and go um, step by step across it. Yeah. And I tend to say in my when I'm talking to widows is that one day at a time. Yes. Don't look at, especially the first year of your loss is just too huge to start to look at a very big picture. You just take a snippet of the first day and take your little steps and then think of the next day. And as the time goes by, you start to see certain things that were difficult will start to become less difficult. Mm. But it is it is a step-by-step -step journey. Thank yeah. you, Sue. Okay, and then number five is could losing relationship by divorce, separation and death have similar impacts on one's confidence? Yeah, I think any sudden event that wasn't expected yeah. um, will knock your confidence. Um, I think, you know, divorce, it really depends on the situation uh, because if, if, if your husband or wife leaves you and you weren't expecting it, you suddenly find out that, for whatever reason they're going, uh, they want a divorce, that will be potentially a big shock. If you're expecting the divorce, then, you know, it, it could go quite smoothly or it could be quite acrimonious. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my my um, husband, we divorced, um, but it was, it was going to happen sooner or later anyway. So, you know, it was expected, but it was still traumatic. For one thing, the divorce went on so long and he just kept 
coming back and taking things out the house, which was, wasn't a very nice wow. um, situation to yeah. be in. But um, yeah, so I think anything, I think anything where suddenly you think, who am I now? Mm. That is going to knock your confidence. Um, but I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Who am I now? And who yes. do I want to be now? You know, yes. what, what's my life going to look like now? Because mm. you can you can reinvent yourself, like you say. Yeah, definitely. And I always tend to think um, what came to mind as well is with any kind of lost relationship, there's rejection comes up a lot. So even, even when you become a widow, you can feel rejected. Mm. It doesn't make sense, but it comes up because... There's a part of you, we go through all the different phases of grief as we know it. Or sometimes you have one, you have five emotions in one day. But there's a part of being a widow that also relates to separation and divorce in that there's a part of you, you start when you start to feel a bit stronger, maybe in the sixth month or even in your second year, you start to think, well, he left. This is not what we planned. Mm. He left. He left with four kids. So rejection is very big. And from rejection also, that hits your confidence. Mm. And in the context of what Sue is saying, that I could relate to also is even when the when it's a peaceful separation or divorce, when you go your different ways, there's always a part of us that you have to deal with that issue of rejection. Why didn't it work? What why uh, my friend Mary's marriage is still working? We do unconsciously do think those things, and that's why yeah. it's important to get the help you need, especially when you're trying to define your future. Coaches do play an invaluable role in this yeah definitely. because yeah because yeah, it, it actually affects how you see life as well if you don't work on those issues mm. thank you sue number mm. six does being in a good personal relationship enhance confidence yes i think it definitely does if you've got a good relationship um yes. your yes. confidence will uh be strong but i think the relationship that's most important is the one you have with yourself so you can be in a very good relationship with somebody else mm. but if you are thinking subconsciously that my partner is on a higher level than I am therefore I'm going to do everything for them they don't have mm. to do much for me yeah. uh, because I'm not worth it then that's not going to end well <laughs> unfortunately um, you have to be on a level playing field so the person you have to have the strongest relationship with is yourself and as far as confidence is concerned and this is what I learned very early on in my journey self-love is the most important thing mm -hmm. if you don't love yourself then you're not going to expect anybody else to love you either um, so that's the most important relationship. So, yes, having a, a good relationship is important for confidence, but the one you need is the one with yourself, definitely. Mm, indeed. And to tie that with what I know as a thriving widow again is it's very important to recover from your loss. And recovery sometimes, sometimes we think we're recovered, but it's a long grief is a very, very long journey. Mm. However, you get to a point where you start to feel stronger. You can compare two, three years ago to where you're in your 70 and you can see you've grown stronger. Why? Because you start to see that you're ready. You do start to interact more extensively and you start to see that you could appreciate having a personal relationship again. You know, but the work of self-love continues throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I, I believe you never finish that work. But each time, because exp our experiences change, don't they, Sue? Every time there's, even in the relationship, there will be another thing that would happen that could even question how you see yourself again or how your partner, what is, is that the case? Because we're const constantly discovering each other. Absolutely, yeah, because we are individual people. Um, you know, we're part of a, a couple, but you're still an individual person and people do change. And sometimes you grow apart and that's nobody's fault. But sometimes it, it the best thing is to, you know, separate and go your separate ways and start over again. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say that. <laughs> it's gone out of my head. Yeah, but when you were saying that, what came into my mind as well is like. um relationship even i have found now that it's there's beauty in singleness as much as we lose a relationship we divorce or we or we become widows there's a period also in our lives where when we become single again where it's a time also to heal healing yeah. doesn't always mean a big wound healing could mean discovering who you are again who you are who you were before you met Johnny, your late husband, to yeah. just quote a name. Or what was it I really enjoyed before I lost myself in a relationship? Because being in a personal relationship, as much as it could enhance your confidence, it can also knock your confidence. So it's good, as Sue says, you need to go, you need, so the period you're single as a widow, I'm talking to you on the platform now, is enjoy it also, because see it as a period of self-discovery, self-developing your self-love again, and what you really want in your next stage of your future for yourself. Does that make sense to you? So, it does, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I mean, a client said to me this week um, when we were talking about something similar and she said, well, I don't I don't want to be selfish, mm. but you, it's not being selfish. Self-love is not selfish. Well, mm. it, it is, but not in the sense that, you know, you're you're not worried about anybody else you know you know you're putting yourself above everybody you're not you're putting yourself at the same level as everybody else and you're thinking i am as good as anybody else um around me so it's just uh and and again people say oh you know taking care of yourself self-love that's all about having a bubble bath and getting your hair done but it's so much more than that that's all external what we're working on is the internal what's inside yes, us yes, and yes. we particularly women are stronger than we can possibly imagine we have so much strength inside us that it's we need to tap into it and it's at times like that when you are suffering through grief through bereavement from you know a, a loss of a loved one or divorce or mm -hmm. any trauma yeah. we can reach inside us and we can find that power because it, it that strength is there indeed and just to link in, what came to mind you were saying those powerful words, Sue, was being your authentic self. Sometimes we're in environments, even in relationships, where we're not really being ourselves. We're just pleasing the person. Mm. But in the end, something's going to crash, crash. Something's going to break because you're not being the authentic you. And Absolutely. that's what it means to self-love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. 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 To, to be the real you, like you say. Because when we... When we are totally um, pleasing other people, then there is a resentment that builds up inside us because 
you might be doing something for your partner. You might be clearing up after them, um, you know, doing everything while they sit and watch the television or something. Mm. And all the time, although you're doing it without any complaint whatsoever, because you're feeling, oh, this is my place, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Inside, you're building up a resentment. There's an anger building. And one day that will boil over and either you will have some sort of fit of rage Mm. and you think where on earth did that come from or you'll be in floods of tears and you'll think where did that come from or you'll just become ill which it happens to a lot of people you just become ill because you just can't cope with it any longer yeah and uh, and what came to what you're talking as well is i think the way you can obviously express your authenticity is to communicate communication also is very very powerful every time things are not feeling right or you don't you don't really like the way things are going you need to speak it out you don't keep quiet as soon say you're doing your son's dog body you're just doing doing one day you're going to say no way i'm out of here mm-hmm. and that opens also to the other person the other person should communicate to you because if you're with someone who doesn't speak you won't really know what they're really feeling either no no no, I think any relationship should be kind of almost like a a business transaction. You should say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to, or you say what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and then we'll work from there rather than just go into it blind and not yes. really know what to expect. So what was it when I was thinking when you said that as a business um, um, contract or is do you think our children are meant to be taught more about relationships, even in education? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, children are not taught anything, really, about, you know, you you pass your exams and you're sent out in the world to go and get a job and then you're expected to, you know, buy a house, find a husband, wife, start mm. a family. Mm. But nobody really tells you how to do all that. Mm. <laughs> you, you just have to get on with it. Um, and relationships are so difficult, and especially in modern times, because years ago, the women woman's place was in the home. The woman had to look, bring up the children. The man went to work. So it was it, very, it was unfair, but it was clear cut. Now it's a lot different because those lines are blurred. Who does what? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to have that conversation before you go into a relationship mm-hmm. really as Open to head. how are we going to do this how are we going to live together as two different people and keep our individuality um and young children don't understand that so i think from an early age children need to understand i think the main thing is to to teach children how to have their own self-love their own self-respect and be independent people themselves um, rather than think I've got to go out there. I've got to find a partner. This is what they do. This is what I do. Just learn how to be yourself. And again, it goes back to that self-love again. If you can stand on your own two feet as one person, then, you know, you are going to be a good match for anybody else. Mm, Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for that. And the last but not the least is, can you mention three specific ways you help people as a confidence coach? This is the opportunity to plug your service, basically. 
<laughs> yeah, because confidence is such um, a wide area. So, you know, you don't have to come and see me as a coach and say, I don't have any confidence. Can you get me some confidence um, that I can do that for you? I can help you with it. But I've had um, I help women lose weight um, yeah. where they've struggled because losing weight quite often is it's again, it's in the mind. It's nothing to do with how many calories you're eating. It's a mindset. Um, I deal with um imposter syndrome. I've had a lot of imposter syndrome, which is why I mentioned it. Mm. Um I've had uh women that have been through divorce come out the other side. So I am dealing with a lot of women. I do have male coaches, but mainly I find um women come to me. Um so what else have we been doing? Um it's really anything to do with with confidence that I can I can help people with. So it's basically um, life, isn't it? It is you life. Know, life yeah. has hit people would have hit their confidence, wouldn't they? So where can yeah. we find you, please? Okay, so yeah, I'm on um, Instagram. So uh, and I have a website. So my website is suereadcoaching.com. Um, so my contact details are on my website, but um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I write on Medium. So if any of your listeners are Medium readers, um, I write on Medium. Um, I'm doing, if anybody is on LinkedIn, I'm doing a um, 360, because it's 366 days in this year. So every day this year, I'm writing a post on how to build your confidence. So just little tips. Um, so I did day four today yeah day four <laughs> well done well this has been amazing it's amazing and if, if anything it actually highlights the fact that confidence permeates every part of our lives really it's not yeah. um so it's relevant to grief it's relevant to what any knock we have in our lives somehow confidence can be impact our confidence can be impacted but i would like to really say thank you to sue thank you in a very enlightening conversation and i hope our listeners have gained a lot from this it might be something you need to just listen to again but one thing we take away and what we've mentioned and i take away again is it's about knowing yourself self-love being real with yourself what you want and what you don't want self-worth self-respect and the also the fact that you become single again as a widow gives you another opportunity to reevaluate who you are, what you want, what you don't want for your future. And I'm saying to you, you can dare to dream greater. We're finishing the podcast now. Thank you for those who are listening. If you do listen, please share it with someone else. Thank you for those that continue to follow us and download and do rate our podcast. We do appreciate it. This is your host. Just finished interviewing Sue Reed from suread.com coaching am i right suredcoaching.com from suredcoaching.com and our contact details also will be in the summary notes for this podcast so signing off now with the recovery secrets your host yemi majakodumi have a good day thank you very much